0: Thanks so much for joining us today on Leesburg Community Church's podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, including directions and service times, please visit leesburgcc.org. On our website, you can also find notes and daily devotionals based on this teaching. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you liked today's message. Well, this morning we're going to continue our series we've titled On Vacation. And it's where we're looking at familiar passages and, and trying to gain a, a fresh perspective from them. And as we do that, we're going to look at a passage that is uh, uh, familiar to a lot of us, that we've heard many times. And so let's look at that real quick. Matthew 19, 13 through 15. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Remember that song? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me. You remember that, right? If you went to, went to Sunday school ever, you sang a song like that. Yeah. Or, or, or what about this one? Jesus loves the little children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, Jesus loves them all in his sight. Something like that, right? It goes something like that. I remember that one. But the key verse to both of those is that Jesus loves children. He loves them. And we might think that that's just a, a nice sentiment. We might think that, well, of course, they're children. We, we love children. This is a deep-rooted biblical truth. Jesus loved children. And it's a deep-rooted biblical truth that he expects us to love children. And those that we love, we do not harm. And those that we love, we care for. And those that we love, we build up. Those that we love, we protect. And those that we love, we declare Christ to them. We need to be very careful with this passage, which is why we want to try to gain a fresh perspective on it and that we could easily go, well, yes, Jesus wanted to hold him on his lap and we see Santa Claus do that every Christmas. Jesus is not Santa Claus. He is the living God that came in the flesh and everything that he did was an example and purpose for us. It was to help us to know how to live, for help us to know how to treat one another, for to declare the priorities of the kingdom that we would live out. And when he said, let them come and do not hinder them, that was a priority, not a sentiment. That was a necessity, not just some casual statement of, Aren't children cute? It should mark us as followers of Christ that we love the little children and we never hinder them from coming to Jesus. It appeared to the disciples as these parents were bringing the children to Jesus to bless them. A lot like what we do in our child dedications, right? And we bring them, our children, before the Lord. And not to be saved, that's a decision that they will have to make. Will they surrender their lives to Christ? Not that their lives will be easy because the Lord makes no guarantee of that. Not that their parents won't have struggles because to raise a child, you will have struggles. But to lay his hand of blessing upon them, to pray for their walk, to pray for their future, to pray that they would commit their ways to the Lord. To pray for their understanding of the word of the Lord. To pray that they would walk in righteousness and holiness. To pray that they would love mercy and justice. To pray for their souls. And that's what we do at our time of dedication with children. As we bring them before the Lord and we bring their families before the Lord. And we lay hands on them just like these parents were hoping that Jesus would. But the disciples, they said, get away. The disciples said, Jesus is busy. You're an inconvenience. You're in the way, little ones. Parents, now's not the time. We'll have a special service for that. Really? Oh, they, were, they thought they were moving in the right direction. They weren't being simply defiant. They weren't being jerks. They weren't not loving kids they just figured the message Jesus was speaking was so important, don't interrupt them. The message that Jesus was communicating was so important, and the adults had to hear it. Don't interrupt them. There will be time for this later. (laughs) Do you realize that when the disciples said that, they were actually angry? That the, the word that was used In the original language is also used for the word punishment. That they were really going after these parents in a punishing way to reprimand them for bringing their children before the Lord. And we're just going to pause there for a second before we get to Jesus' response, which we've already read it. So it's not like it's a secret, but let's just pause there for a second. Children are not an inconvenience ever in the life of a follower of Christ. Children are not an inconvenience. They're not a second thought. They're not a when we're done thought. They're not a later thought. They're not a we're doing adult business thought. They're not this teaching isn't meant for you thought. They're not a when you get older, you'll understand thought. They are never an inconvenience. And so what I want to do with each one of these points that we're going to have is just talk about us as a church and then talk about us as families. They can never be an inconvenience to us as a church. If we see little ones running around our halls, stop, talk to them, encourage them, challenge them, engage with them, Don't look away. Shake a hand. Find out a name. See if you can pray for one of them. Say hi to them. Encourage their parents. Those of you that are older, say a prayer for their parents. You know what they're experiencing and going through. Those of you that are younger, stop and listen to some of the wise counsel because we should be faithful to give it. Because children are never an inconvenience. When we have them in our services, they're never an inconvenience. If we should hear their voices in our service, it's never an inconvenience. Children are never out of place in the body of Christ. They're never out of place. There's always a moment. There's always a time. There's always the ability. They're never, well, maybe. But what does that mean for us as a body of Christ? It means if they're not an inconvenience, then we're going to have to give ourselves to caring for them, and we're going to have to give ourselves to teaching for them, and we're going to have to give ourselves to interacting with them, and we're going to have to give ourselves to it. We can't treat them as, well, after I'm done with everything else, we'll help out kids. After I'm done with all of this or when I have an extra moment in my schedule or what we have to care for children and teach them. They're not an inconvenience or an extra thought in our families. It must be the same way. In our parenting, it must be the same way. Oh, there's. Order in our home, no doubt. Children don't get to rule the home that wouldn't be loving them and caring for them at all. Children need to learn to obey and follow without a doubt. Children need to learn what it means to interrupt and to see themselves as the most prized possession in the world as opposed to treating others as the greatest and the greater. Oh, we need to teach them all of that. But may we never as parents or as families look at our young ones as an inconvenience I'm tired. I know you are. Press on. I don't have the patience. The Lord does. Press on. I can't answer one more question. You got ten more. I promise you. Trust the Lord. Lean on Him. They're never an inconvenience. They're always a priority, which is what we're going to get to in a second. But as you look at your family, as you look at the way that you're interacting with them, you look at the way that you're raising your kids, you look at the way that you're engaging with your grandchildren. Are they an inconvenience? Are they not always the most important? Is there always something else that you'd rather be doing? You can't wait. Now, moms, I get it. Some days, dads, there's some days bedtime can't come soon enough. I got it for sure. But if that becomes the constant thought, how do I get to 8 or 9 o'clock at night? Our days should begin to look more like, oh, do I have to put them away? (laughs) Put them away. (laughs) Some of them you do. All right, but, but, right, do I I have to put them down? Can I spend a little bit more time? I used to love it, the the days, and it wasn't every day for sure. Some days we were exhausted, but we would put our little ones down, and we'd have to encourage one another. All right, the story has to end, Chris. You can't continue. No more stories. They got to go to sleep. Or she'd come in and pull me out of their bed. Let them be. They have to sleep. We should long for those times. Long for those moments. And it doesn't stop when they get older. The last three weeks have been incredibly busy in my life. And I haven't been able to call my boys the way that I, I, I long to or to have the conversations that I wanted to have with them. I miss it. I want it. I want them to be a priority. In the last three weeks, they haven't been a priority. And so I need to fix that. I need to fix that quickly. They're not an inconvenience. They're not. Then Jesus said, "Let them let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these." Now, at this point, in Matthew, it just simply says, "Let them. Come and do not hinder them. But I want you to see in Mark because this story is told in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It was such an important story that it was mentioned in all three synoptic gospels. It was told in all three of them because it was a priority for us to understand how we should interact with children and the priority they should have and the responsibility we have to raise them up and the knowledge and the understanding and the truth of Jesus Christ. But listen to how Mark puts it in chapter 10, verse 14. He says, But when Jesus saw it, the rebuking of the parents, right, the hindering of the children coming in to receive the blessing of the Lord, when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. He uses the word indignant In the original language, he was furious. You know, the gentle Jesus? You know, the one who just walks around petting sheep all day? You know, that image that all he is is, you know, hearts and rainbows and clouds? Yeah, that's not our Jesus. Our Jesus spoke truth, lived truth, and demanded that truth be lived out amongst those that followed him. He was indignant. He was furious with his disciples. He was angry with a righteous anger. Oh, man. You know, he, he, rarely, he rarely got mad. Maybe only two or three times we see it in Scripture. But this time he was upset. Had he been frustrated with them? For sure. Frustrated and disappointed on other occasions? Absolutely. But this occasion, he was righteously angry. Why was he so angry? Why was he so angry? Was it because throughout Scripture we are taught to value and raise up our children? That we're taught to present them to the Lord? We're taught to teach them the ways of the Lord and to do it without fail? Was it because of that? Potentially. (laughs) Was it because he loved these parents? And he knew that the parents of all the things they could offer their children what, what better could they offer than to bring them before the Lord? Was he angry because of that? Maybe. Or was it because he needed to set them straight one more time? Nobody gets to choose who comes before the Lord. Nobody gets to prescribe somebody else's salvation or who will hear from the Lord and who will not. Nobody gets to keep anyone From hearing the message of the Lord. Could it be because of that? Could it be because Jesus said. I've come to help the hurting the sick. The harassed and the helpless. And who is more helpless than a child? Could it be that? I think it was probably all of them. I think it was probably every one of them. But he was furious. Now. I want to extend this for a second. Just for a second. If Jesus is the same, because he is God, yesterday, today, and forever. If he is the unchanging God, then the question I have for you is this. When we keep children from coming to the Lord, when they're not a priority for us, when we hinder them, does the Lord just look away and say, oh, well, hopefully they'll get it better. Or does he become angry with us? Oh, no, but we're in the midst of grace. And yes, we are. And in his loving grace, he'll give us another opportunity. And in his loving grace, he will teach us. And in his loving grace, he will show us and demonstrate and model to us. But will he be angry with righteous anger at anyone who keeps a child? hinders a child from coming to the Lord. I don't see any other evidence, but yes. As a church, we need to open every door we can possibly open to children hearing the message of Jesus Christ. As a church, we need to break down every barrier, roadblock, speed bump that there is to children hearing the message of Jesus Christ. We need To declare the message of Christ to children. And may nothing, language, life situation, socioeconomics, parents, or those without parents, may nothing keep children from interacting with Jesus. And may nothing keep us from bringing them close to the truth of Jesus Christ. It needs to be a priority. But in this passage, it also isn't just let them come, but do not hinder would literally mean let them keep coming. So it's not have them come once. A VBS isn't enough. Sundays are not enough. A a, a foster night for kids is not enough. It's let them keep coming, that we are to be about the children coming before the Lord and hearing and receiving the message of Jesus Christ. We are to be about that mission. Let it keep coming. Let them keep coming. Shelly, come on up here. So Shelly's going to share some ways in which this week we broke down barriers and we were God's hands and feet, and that we refused to let different circumstances hinder children from hearing the message of the Lord.
1: Hi guys. So we can't let transportation or means of, means of getting here hinder them from being here and hearing about Jesus. Our VBS was to reach kids so that they could do just that. And not just our kids, not just our LCC kids, but those out in the community that we don't usually get to see. So it's not about sending buses. We sent buses out this year, and we picked up between 25 and 30, 32 kids on different days, and we made sure they had breakfast. We made sure that they had lunch before they left, and and we shared Jesus with them, and it was awesome. But it's not just about sending out buses. It's about you and I and our families inviting and going out and talking to people and inviting their kids and if they can't get here bringing them picking them up one of our sweet families did just that they had uh, a little girl that lived next door and she had been invited to church and she started coming and she came pretty regularly and they signed her up for VBS, and she was so excited. She came up to me every Sunday and said, Miss Shelley, it's VBS soon. And I said, yeah, honey, it is. And then VBS starts Sunday night, and she's not here. And Monday morning, that sweet mom came up to me and said, Shelly, she's not coming. And so we stopped in the middle of the hallway as VBS was st- starting for that day, and we prayed for her, and we prayed for her parents, and we asked God to step in. And the next day, she was here, and she came running up to see me and gave me a big old hug with the biggest smile on her face. That's what it takes. That, that mom, that sweet mom didn't stop. She called the parents. She, gave, she took away every barrier that stood between that little girl going with them, and coming to VBS. She offered her for her to spend the night. She did whatever it took, and she didn't stop. And that's what we need to do. And we saw it
0: over and over and over again throughout our time at VBS. You brought friends. You brought family members. You had your own little bus driving around neighborhoods and picking up kids and making sure that distance or schedules or Working parents or whatever it would be didn't keep a child from hearing the great message.
1: We can't let being too young. You're never too young to hear about Jesus. Our VBS was from kindergarten all the way up through fifth grade. And if you're teachers, you know how hard it is to do that, to share the same message. You have to share it in different ways. And so that's what we did. We, we changed what we did. We changed our, the little one's schedule a little bit. And we just adjusted so that everyone could hear and everyone could understand. But there was one little girl who even those adjustments, even those different things that we did, she was still having a hard time. She was special, and she had a really short attention span. And when her attention ran out, she ran. And so a couple of leaders... Uh, followed her everywhere she went, made sure she was safe. And we bought her a sensory box and we made sure that she had some stuff to do. But she was still a runner. And uh, about an hour later, one one of a team of six leaders said, Miss Shelley, we want to gather around this little girl and make sure that she has the same experience that all the other kids have. We... We want to follow her around to each station, and when she's ready to go, we'll take her to a quiet place, to a quiet classroom, so that she can have that time by herself. But they wanted her to have the same experience. They wanted her to be able to do the craft. They wanted her to eat snack with the rest of the kids, and they wanted her to hear about Jesus. And so they did whatever they could. They left They left the tasks that they'd signed up for, to concentrate solely on this one little girl so that she could hear and do all the things that the other kids were doing. Didn't they even call themselves Team Lily? Team Lily. (laughs) Six adults who said
0: it's a priority, not an inconvenience. Right? Could it be that last week we discovered that Could it be that last week while we were praying and listening to um, Nellie, one of our interns, talk about children with special needs, and I said, man, is the Lord doing something here? I haven't thought about this, that moms and dads can't come to church, and children need a better place, and could it be that our church will begin to be about special needs? And I don't know, but could it be? And then all of a sudden, boom, here we are at VBS, and six adults come together and say, hey, Team Lily!" No hindrances. no hindrances. No hindrances.
1: We won't ever hinder our kids from choosing Jesus. At each activity, we pointed them directly to him. Pastor Matt, that joined us from California, his message pointed just to Jesus. Our worship, our crafts, our snack, and, of course, Bible study with Ms. Bosma. Every moment that we spent with those kids was an opportunity to teach them. Um, you may have seen during the video that the kids did some cool crafts. One of them was a lifesaver, because on day four, we taught them that Jesus saves. And so their craft was a little lifesaver. They were supposed to color in the two, uh, two of the sections red and leave the other two plain. And um, I was checking on some of the stations on that day, and Miss Kimby, who was heading up our crafts, called me over. She said, Miss Shelley, you have to see this. And so this cute little guy was doing his craft and uh, he was excited to show it to me and he'd colored in three of the sections and left one of them blank. And I was like, oh, okay, you did that differently and kids do that. But then Miss Kimby said, honey, tell Miss Shelley why you did that. What does that mean? And he said, these three red ones are the people of the world and this white one is Jesus. And there's only one Jesus, and there's lots of people. He got it. He totally got it. He understood that Jesus was the one that was going to save him. And later on that day, I saw that same kid standing out here with Mr. B, and they were late for closing session. And I said, come on, guys, let's go. And Mr. B said, wait, Miss Shelley, he has something to tell you. And he told me that he accepted Jesus that day. uh, The last part of verse 14 says, For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And because of that, we can't hinder them from coming back. Since the last day of VBS and before that, because I had leaders coming up to me saying the same thing. We can't lose track of these kids. We had 140-plus kids throughout the week in this place and their families on Sunday night. And we can't lose track of those families either. Our LCC Kids Ministry exists to partner with those families, not just those families, but all families throughout Loudoun County, not just the ones who walk through the door on Sunday but those who don't and those who can't. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. It's up to all of us. We can't stop inviting. We can't stop reaching. We can't stop going to get them. It's our responsibility to go get them so we can raise them up and prepare their hearts so that just like my little buddy with the lifesaver craft, they get to hear about Jesus and they get to understand what that means and then make that decision that will change the rest of their life.
0: Thanks, Shelly. me a favor, would you, uh, would you join me in prayer for just a moment? Shelley? we want to pray for you and your family as you head off on vacation tomorrow. You deserve it. Father, would you bless them? Would you bless DE and Sylvia and, and Trevor and Shelly? Would you give them great rest over the next couple weeks as they reunite with their families that has been so far away in England? Would you help them to just uh, enjoy their family? You would You would help them to be refreshed in your word and refreshed in their time together. You would bless them for the way they have walked and given themselves, the way they have taught and the way that they have led. And Father, that they would join us again in a couple weeks and just be fresh and vibrant and ready to give more of themselves than they ever have before. For Father, we praise you for people in the kingdom just like them. And we honor them because you have created them in the way that they are. And so Father, bless them and give them a great trip. And bring them back to us safely. In your name we pray. Amen. So, the first thing we wanted to see in that passage is that children are never an inconvenience. And then we're to let them come and to keep coming. Never should there be a hindrance. And finally, this make sure children know they're a priority. This is a really simple point. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Jesus didn't just use words, he didn't just say, hey, it's a priority. He didn't just say, hey, hey, you let them come to me and then go back to his teaching. He didn't just say, okay, now that everybody knows it's supposed to be a priority, I'm a busy guy, I'm out of here. He stopped and he blessed them. He made sure that he demonstrated the very thing that he taught and he poured his blessing upon the children and their families. It's all well and good that we talk about what our family should be like. It's all well and good that we talk about what our church should be like. It's all well and good that we even have a vision for it, both here and in our families. But we must do it. It must be a priority that we step into and that we live out. And I just want to say, there was over 130 people that helped out from our church this past week in VBS. Thank you. You gave yourself in so many ways. You made sure no one was hindered. You made sure everyone was safe. And you made sure the message of Jesus Christ was declared in way and style and difference and need over and over and over again. You made sure that declaring the word of God to these these children was a priority and that they were a priority. So thank you. Don't stop. Don't stop. Let's let Leesburg Community Church be known as the ones who love children. All the other churches in our county will too. And we're going to press them to love children in a greater greater way. But when somebody says, what's Leesburg Community Church all about, let's let them say, teaching children about Jesus. And then we'll be growing up in our faith right alongside of them. Yes? Amen. Hey, you know, there's a whole bunch of messages. You don't have an outline, so you don't know there's more to this, but there is but I'm done for today. We got to go live this thing out. Teach on every occasion. Don't miss a moment of teaching. Love at every chance and opportunity. If you don't know what it means to love biblically, 1 Corinthians 13, write it down. Seriously, write it down. 1 Corinthians 13. Know it, live it, practice it. Hey, am I loving my kids the way that the Lord wants me to? 1 Corinthians 13, you have a test right there. Measure And after you read it, and you're like, oh, I know, step into it. Just step in and start living. Start living. Pray without ceasing. Constantly be in prayer. Model. You can't teach your kids something that you're not doing. Model it. And remember, of all the places those parents could have brought their kids, of all the things they could have done with their kids, you know, let's put it into our modern day, of all the sports programs, of all the educational programs, of all the the help programs, of all the mentoring programs, of all the educational programs, of all that, those parents said, bring them to Jesus. That's the first blessed and highest priority I can give to my kids. Bring them to Jesus. Bring them to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we love you, we praise you, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your great love for us and your great commitment to us and your love for children that you're teaching us. Father, we have a society that is sometimes getting it wrong and backwards. May that not be so for us. May we follow your ways and may we declare your righteousness and may we live by your truth. Father, we love you so much. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen.